What's up, y'all? This is Dre with Build 206, Brothers United Leadership Development. This is Build 206 Media. Uh, we're about to do another episode of Stories from the South End, where we're talking with cats that grew up in the South End, things that we went through to navigate to get to where we're at in our life now, share some stories. So I got this young brother who I grew up with uh, named BG. He's bigger than everybody now. He was a little homie back in the day, but he's, man, he's bigger than everybody. He's uh, doing a lot of things in the community as well as you know, got his own marketing company. So I'm going to bring this brother on and he's going to share some of the stories we're going to jump into making things. I see he's in the back studio. So I'm going to bring him on and get it popping. What's good with you, bro? What's up with it, man? How you doing? Same old, same old, man. Trying to stay in the mix and out the way, man. There you go. That's that's how we do it. What's up with you? I can't complain at all, man. I'm chilling. Just getting off of work, man. You know, down at the Seattle Urban League. But yeah, I'm maintaining, it, man. Working, staying out the way. That's what's up. That's the best thing to do out the way, especially right now. Like, you know, it's a lot of people lost their jobs. So it's good that you're able to maintain that and, and also help help some folks from the community. So that's yeah, dope. I was going to say definitely uh, right now, you know, society's starting to open back up. So it's a lot more opportunities for people to start getting getting employed and, you know, finding employment and getting back into the workforce. So, you know, I'm definitely happy to be here to, to bridge that gap, you know. That's what's up. Uh, so let's uh, start off just with you telling folks a little bit about yourself. I know me and you know each other, but, you know, I want to get folks that don't know. You can, you can share whatever you want to share a little bit about yourself. Of course, of course. You know, my name is Brian Gatewood, like you said, BG. Um, you know, South End kid, grew up, uh, uh, what is it? First, first we was over off of Edmonds, right there by uh, Columbia Plaza. You know, it's from Columbia Plaza to 38th and Genesee. Like, you know, we right there, Blue House on the corner. But uh, then been through a uh, whole lot over the years but you know i was able to bounce back and now i'm over at the uh, seattle urban league i'm one of the employment coordinators down there so yeah you know yeah that's what's up you know what i'm saying you said uh, columbia plaza anybody from the south end definitely know what the columbia plaza oh, yeah. somebody slides you there now it's a pcc or something yeah <laughs> like you know i just slid, slid through here the other day and was just you know amazed at how, how different it is right now you know it's right. a it's a whole different world a whole different vibe you know but the little blue house on 38th and Genesee. Yeah, right there. Right yeah, the house is still right there. Man, I, I slid over there and was looking at it. They came up looking at me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> corner, corner, corner pocket right there. You already so, know. So but I was like, you know, I, I I took my son on a little tour of the hood. Like, you know, we was all over. I was telling him from, you know, for all the way down to uh, Chubby, where Chubby and Chubby was, you know. Man, Chubby's and Tubby's. Uh... Man, it was going down. That's all. That's all. Everybody used to get their Christmas trees from Chubby's and Tubby's. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, a, real throwback, a real throwback. I don't know if you remember that, but they had the Pan Pack. Nope. See, so yeah, I think yeah. that was before before me, before my time. That's where, that's where Safeway is now. It used to be a Pan Pack. You know uh, where the little uh, strip mall is right now, the old Safeway? Yeah. Yeah, right there on Genesee. Like, a lot of people don't remember they had the Safeway right there. Yeah, I remember that. It was Max Foods, the old Safeway. The one down on, on, on 38th or 30 uh, on Andover, it used to be uh, Max Foods when it first opened. Yeah, I remember all that. They had the little barbershop right there, uh, uh, right next to me. And it was all kind of stuff right there. It's lit. So share, share as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, like what, when you were a kid, like what, what, what was your, like, what did you want to do? What did you want to do? You know? I'm like, that's one thing. Like I, I just was speaking with my son about, uh, there wasn't really like an occupation that I wanted to be. I just, you know, used to always speak about being successful. And so success as a kid, like, you know, just like every, every kid is, you know, having money and, you know, having all the things that you see on TV. Like, you know, that was my success. But it was really wasn't like an occupation that I used to be like, that's that's what I want to be when I grow up. And so, like, you know, and that was a, a, 
that lasted up in, uh, damn near until adulthood, I, you know, was kind of not knowing the direction. And that's a, 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 one of the reasons that I got into so much stuff that I, you know, uh, some of the negatives, you know, negative stuff that I got into was just a lack of guidance, you know. And so it, it wasn't until recently that I that I started even figuring out kind of the path that I wanted to take as far as, you know, what success looked like to Yeah, I don't know if you froze up or what, but uh, yeah, oh, you're back. You're back now. You okay, okay. For a hot second, so you're good. Well, I heard yeah, what you were saying about you know maybe until you got to adulthood, you until now like you're kind of figuring out where you want to be, yeah. what you what what you want to do, and so you know I guess the next question is is like, you know, we all kind of got in the mix at some point, kind of got in traffic, got in the fast lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got, got, gotten you know straight out the back streets into the into the carpool express lanes and so I moved a little, <laughs> little bit a little bit too fast so you know when did you start getting in check even when I remember you as a kid like you was kind of just running around at late night so you were just like innocent little kid you know what I'm saying so I know yeah. at some point you made the transition to start getting in the mix a little bit so I want you to you know share a little bit about you know what the process was for you on that. Yeah I'm like I jumped off the push early and it's and it's because I was just raised in it. You know like you said like I was running around at late night, 2 a.m. at 11, you know, and so all the cats that I was, you know, locking with and like, you know, feeling like was like the older homies or like the homies my age was either already with it or getting ready to jump off the, you know, off the porch with it. So it was just, you know, something that I gradually just ended up in. Like, it's not like, you know, it was something that uh, like, you know, like I, I forced myself or like, you know, went out searching for it. It just was the way I was brought up. You know, I got an older brother. I'm, I'm the youngest of, the, of all the kids. And so. It's just I was kind of following the movements of all the older homies, you know, which ended up, you know, getting me, you know, in, in, in the shit, you know. So I jumped off the porch early, like early, what, 12, you know. And so my mom, you know, trying to trying to move us out of, out the way, moved us right into the into the uh, thick of it on accident. You know, she was bouncing us around and trying to get us out of the way, you know, to keep us out of trouble, you know, and, and kind of uh, we dove head first into the game, you know. Yeah, you spoke on a little bit. I want you to elaborate a little more. Like, what are some things that kind of got you in them? If you talked about some of your peers and you yeah, know, being, yeah. being exposed early, but you don't know if there's anything else that you want to elaborate on that. Like, what kind of got, what made you want to get in the mix? You know, at that point. Nah, you know, so you know, it's it's just the same as anybody else. Fast money, like you know, you you see, you see everybody else. You know, on you know, everybody's on got money and doing this and this and that, whatever. And so you know, you kind of, you know, that's that's like your uh, uh, blueprint. You know, you kind of get the blueprint of how, you know, to, to do the same thing. And so if everybody's around you doing it, like it's kind of hard to not, you know, even though, you know, we had a lot of cats that was successful as far as sports go. And, you know, but they still one foot in, one foot out. And so it's, it was hard to not uh, want to jump, you know, like I said, jump off the porch and dive right into it. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something I would do all over again, though, because it made me who I am right now, you know. Yeah, just thinking back as, you know, as now you're, reflecting and like you said you're doing different things you know working with the urban league and giving yeah. back to community <clears throat> i don't know if you had a chance to think about it but what are what could have stopped you from getting in the mix like what what types of things could have potentially stopped you from uh you know getting out there you know doing things that you may may have should or should not have been doing yeah so so now being you know the age i am and, and being you know looked at as you know somewhat of one of the big homies like, it's just like what I do is is I'm a constant presence. Like, you know, and I first of all, breathe life into people that I speak to. I'm like, bro, like, you know, you know, this ain't the way you got to do it. You know, you could do, you know, because this cast is still out here, you know, 
in the streets ripping and running. But I'm like, bro, you don't got to serve it like this. You can do it like this. You know, with the money that you're making out here, you can do it this way. So what I do is like, and what could have saved me is somebody doing the same thing. Like somebody that I respected actually sitting me down and like giving me the game on, you know, a different route. You know, what what I could have done to be successful in other fields or, you know, whatever. And so that's, you know, at, at, like I said, in the position I am right now, that's that's how I serve it. You know, that's why, you know, all the kids that's beneath me, like, you know, they all the way out the way. Everybody, you know, either in school trying to be successful that way or already working, you know, working in the workforce or whatever. But, uh, you know, something like that, like a, a, a guy, you know, a guide that I respected, you know, to, to pretty much map stuff out or just even even open my eyes that there was a better way, you know. Cause you know that's that's one thing in the hoods you don't really get. You don't get a lot of cats like breathing life and seeing you telling you could be successful. You know, doing something legit or successful in this field or you know th this this is how you could do this. Or, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of that, and so that's how you know ninety percent of the cats that's out here got got you know wrapped up in because their older homies is out there you know in the field they self. And so you know somebody uh, a positive uh, uh, guide or you know somebody that, that could give would have given me assistance would have uh i think altered my course yeah and part of that is socialization because i remember me just look thinking back when i lost my brother just thinking about like programs like late night hang time those types of yeah. things being able to as you know me and growing up without a dad like those were places where i was able to link up with you know positive black men you know what i mean most definitely but then, yeah. but then i was also thinking about cats that were putting me on and I, at the time i thought they were lacing me up but really they were put me in the fast lane and and not not to say that they were being malicious because that's what they do they were they were serving what they were served you know what i mean yeah. so that's that's kind of what you're saying like this is the environment that you were in what i'm hearing yeah uh, the, the environment that you were in there wasn't many people that could show you a different path you know what i mean not, show, not at all like, what, yeah and, and it's it's like you know it's not that cast didn't want to like help you know they thought they was helping you know putting you on to what whatever they was on with is their you know them helping and so it's just like you know it's it's the cycle just got to be broken you know and that's what i'm out here trying to do is break that cycle that's what's up so what core values do you feel like you learned growing up in the in the south end i'm like man you know first off just the you know family like you know the, how, how strong family is because we was a tight knit community. Everybody knew everybody. You know, parents knew parents, kids knew kids, and uh, you know, it, and like I, I definitely value all that. Like you know, it, up until right now, you know, I try to put together, you know, community organization, you know, uh, projects and stuff like that, just to try to you know bring back that feel of that that tight knit community, because that's one of the strongest things that you know that I take took out of the hood. Like you know, is just knowing everybody. Like you know, now it's it's crazy. Like you know, it's cats from the hood that you have no idea who they are. You know. Never heard of them, never seen them before. It's just like there wasn't that back in the day, you know. From the yeah, we, from the little kids to the to the oldest, like you know, everybody knew everybody. And we were all there, you know. Now with yeah. education, with cats being all pushed out, cats is repping, you know, where other folks grew up or whatever. So I mean, yeah, you know, you know, I think I, I interviewed Clown the other day, and you know, I just talked about for me growing up in the south, and some of the core values, you know, was like respect, trust, accountability, yeah. brother, the brotherhood. You know, what I'm saying the family piece. Those are definitely things that I carry into how I move now. You know, those form me um, in the way I do things now. So yeah, the family is definitely, like you said, the community, the brotherhood. That you know, like everybody knew everything. Everybody was looking out for everybody. Yeah, it was, so was dope. Yeah, and I was I was a little young dude out there ripping and running. Yeah. So like you know, uh, the the hood raised me. You know, all the older cats. Like you know, I'm out there being bad as hell like you know and it, it was you know they kept me out the way 
it all the way in the way, but like out the way, out of, out of harm's way, I say, you know. Right. So the next question is, you know, it's going to be a little more personal. It's about, you know, you know, trying to figure out as a lot of us were in the mix. Cats got caught up, yeah. you know, in, into the system, the way the system's designed. You know what I mean? So you want to we want to give people an opportunity who's been through that um, or have been a, a impacted by that just to, you know, have, have a little bit of conversation around it. So, Most definitely. you know, uh, you know, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing, you know, wanted to know if, you, if you've been locked up before. Yes, definitely. Uh, 2005, I, I took a plea bargain for 60 months. Ended up doing three and a half years on the 60 months. And so, like, yeah. And then, so, did being locked up change you? Like, Mo Yeah, most definitely. And so, I, I speak on this uh, frequently. And, like, it's it, it's not a, like the time. It's, it's it, What it is, is it's the mental aspect of being being incarcerated and having somebody, you know, tell you when when you can and can't do something or you know when you got to get up and when you can go to sleep and when you can eat when you can't like that mental aspect is something as a strong-minded uh, individual like that is you know that's the prison you know and so like it, it changed me a whole lot like you know I, I sat through that and like i did my time you know and then like that's once you step out it's just like man i can't see myself going through that again and so i i, I you know had to recognize in myself the changes that needed to be made to you know avoid that you know and so I, I've been out ever since, you know, uh, I, I stepped out and uh, like I said, like I, it was 30 days before my 21st birthday. And I'm like, you know, I ain't, I ain't never seen inside of them walls again. So I guess when I when I asked, did it did it change? Like, did it change your behavior or did it change? You know, what I'm saying like, were you like, were you solved? Like your all your issues were, were gone? After nah, not at all. Nah, know, not at all. It's, elaborate, it's not elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, I'm like, it's definitely it's definitely not a one stop shop to where you step out and like you instantly change. But what it did is it, it just started the the ball moving in, in a different direction. Like, you know, before, like I, I didn't think about like recourse and like everything that could potentially happen, like if, uh, uh, you know, as a result of my actions. And so, like, you know, after that, you kind of like stop and be like, man, like, you know, I ain't trying to uh, uh, slide back in there. So, you know, let me move a little bit different. But like, I, it, it's definitely not a you know, an instant uh, change. It just, it was gradual. You know, I got out. I was still all the way in, you know, in the mix, but just gradually, you know, and then another thing is, uh, you know, I had my son. So I got out to a son, you know, uh, my, my son's mom was pregnant, like during a uh, time that I, I caught my case. So I got out to a son. So I had a whole different set of responsibilities and just like, you know, the, uh, the time. And then my son is just combined with, you know, ended up being what it, what I needed specifically for, uh, for me to, just start changing little by little, you know, to start seeing that it's, it's, it's uh, more to life than just me. And, you know, the, the things that I was uh, trying to accomplish as far as, you know, in the streets. And so, you know, it, it, it definitely changed you, but it's not, it's not a one-stop, you know, shop and it's not going to be an instant thing, but gradually, like, you know, it, it did, uh, did change me. That's what's up. And you kind of dove into this a little bit and, um, you know, because the next question is kind of like, how did it impact folks around you? So, you know, you had a kid, you had, you know, your yeah. your son's mother, your your mom, you know, your family, other people. Because we just want to kind of give people an opportunity to elaborate, like how yeah. that, you know, being taken away from those places, how that puts pressure on relationships. How, you know, how did how did, how did that impact folks around you? you know? Yeah, man, the, the biggest thing people got to understand is that when you get locked down, all the people that love you is, is a part of them is locked down, too. And so, uh you know, that's the one thing that that was big with me, because, you know, when you first get in there, you you expect life to stop for everybody because it stopped for you. And so, like, you kind of get a reality check, like, you know, like you put yourself in there, like, you know, so everybody else's life is still moving. 
Like, you know, they're going to be there as much as possible, but like you can't, you know, uh, uh, force them to uh, be there as much as you would like, you know, because they still got, you know, jobs, everyday life, like, you know, all the responsibilities that come with that. And so like it, it affects everybody, you know, everybody in your circle, everybody like, you know, that depends on you is everybody's affected by your absence. And so, uh, you know, that was another thing. I'm like, you know, I got too many people that depend on me for me to uh, go back, you know. And so that's always in the forefront of my mind. Like when it comes down to me making certain decisions, I'm like, you know, I can't remove myself from this position because there's so many people that depend on me and would be hurt by my absence. And so, like I said, like just with, with my every, even everyday life to this point, like, you know, I, I still stop and kind of reflect before I make certain decisions because I'm like, you know, I can't I can't afford it. Yeah, so I'm assuming the answer is yes to this, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, do you know anybody who has who anybody else who's been locked up? Man, I'm saying my whole circle, every damn every relative I got been you know been been sat down, you know whether whether guilty or not, you know, but but everybody's been sat down at one point or the other, you know. There's still I still got relatives that sitting there right now that 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 it took you know a life, but uh, so you know, yeah. And I guess you know as a kid or even as an adult, you know, like I said, we just want to know what the impact is. So like what, how did that impact you growing up being exposed to that? Or just even now, like, you know, like you said, you got yeah. these, these relatives and folks that are just, you know, gone, you know? So as a kid, it, it impacted me greatly because, uh, like I, like I, I've spoken to people before, um, you know, here, I, I watched my dad be incarcerated numerous times. Then like, you know, as we're growing up, I, my brother going through it, all the older homies, you know, going through it. And so it, it becomes a norm. It becomes a normal and it becomes something that you feel like, you know, at one point you're going to have to experience. And so that ends up being a truth, you know, once you get to the age, like in like I, my first time getting locked up, I was young, I was 12. And it was like, you know, something small, but then they take you to the station, they let you go. Then like, you know, you kind of lose fear of, of that, you know, that, you know, cause at first, you know, we grow up, and, and there's, you know, bad decision that you, you know, plan on making or think about making. That's like in the back of your head, the fear of incarceration or the fear of getting caught or getting in trouble. But once you start losing all that, you start doing, you know, or being wild with no regard because, you know, there's and, uh, uh, you know, that ends up happening. And that ended up happening in my life, like, you know, seeing so much incarceration and, you know, being right there in the forefront and seeing all that, like it, it affected me a whole lot. And so like that's and I the the way I bring my son up, like, you know. He doesn't know anything about that. Like I teach him, I teach him about, you know, incarceration. I'll tell him my story, but like, he doesn't see, there's nobody in his life that has been incarcerated or, you know, none of that. Like, you know, he seemed like his uncle, but I I, I tell him like, you know, I'm like, you know, I tell him down to, down to every detail. Cause I don't want him to, you know, feel like that's a, a part of his path. You know, I'm like, we so far from that. I'm like, nah, like, you know, you're never going to have to experience that, you know, but, uh, but that's, you know, like I said, for myself growing up, it, it became a norm. You know, everybody from the hood, at, at, you know, experienced at one point in my eyes, you know. So I'm like, you know, that's where I'm going to end up at, at some point, too, you know. And so it's it, it, it just like we was talking about in other other instance, like I'm like, somebody has to break that cycle and start telling these kids, you know, that like, you know, that's just because it was your parents or because it was your brothers or the people close to you. Like, like you said, it becomes a norm an expectation or a norm and it, it's really nothing normal about it right no nah, yeah not at all it's supposed to it is the extreme it's not even supposed to be the extreme it's really the extreme but it's really nothing normal about it but it's like kind of like you know i was even you know thinking about like you know sometimes you know like it's like a rites of passage right you know all this yeah. fresh out you know what i'm saying like it's filthy no nah, that's not filthy you know what i mean yeah. so we really got to change 
what we what we what we think is cool and what, what we uplift, you know what I'm saying? But part of that was given to us through socialization, movies, music, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Which we Most know who control we know who controls that, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. part of the game is for us to, you know, start drinking the juice. So uh yeah, I definitely appreciate you sharing that I want to transition kind of, you know, some things that you feel like we can do now, like currently, and I know you're tapped in on some of this stuff and you shared some things that you felt like could have made a difference for you. Yeah. Uh, but what, what do you think we can do to help this current generation and the next generation stay out of, out the mix, out, out of traffic? Man, I'm saying first and foremost, like fathers be fathers. Like, you know, if you got kids, man, don't leave them to, to be raised by the streets, you know, Cause that's, there's, you know, it's not really a whole lot of options. Like when the streets is raising it, you know, and, and like, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of us hear it or been hearing it since we, since we were young, like, you know, you're going to end up dead or in jail. And that's, you know, it ends up being a, 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 the truth, you know? And so fathers, man, step up to the plate, man, do your job, do your fatherly duties and don't leave your kids to be raised by the streets. Cause you know, that's, that's the first, that's the first and foremost, like, you know, be a presence, be the one that, you know, you instill values and in, in, in things inside your kid. Don't let the streets do it. But then, like, you know, it it's going to, you know, just like they used to say, man, it takes a village. So, like, the community has to get involved. Like, brothers who you might not even have no kids, but you know, you know, right from wrong, or you know how to, you know, put somebody in moving to the right path, you know. And so it, it's going to take, you know, like I said, first and foremost, fathers step up and, and actually be present. And uh, the community, like, you know, start putting together organizations and start bringing these kids together and, you know, show them, di you know, different pathways. Because there's a lot of kids, I, you know, I talk to kids every day. There's a lot of them that legit start start thinking at an early age that they won't be anything, you know. And so, like, you, you talk, you, you know, you speak that into existence, you know. And so, you know, like, we got to step up and start uh, putting stuff together and start showing these kids that they can be a whole lot more than whatever they're thinking, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that self self worth, self value is is huge, right? If you think you can be nothing, you know, and and, and yeah. sometimes you know we got the swag and all that, so we're coming off like we got it together, like you know, like I, not I don't got low self esteem, but really a lot of our moves and actions really be tied to like what what we feel like our self value, what we can and can't do, and you know, I'm glad you highlighted fatherhood because I think that's very important. You know, as as men, we got to step up and take care of our kids as well as like you said, take care of us, coach, you know, volunteer, give back. You know, just be consistent with with how how we do things to make sure that you know we're changing what's acceptable, what's normal in our community, regardless of what society has told us and force fed us that we're gonna we're gonna change. So I'm glad you brought up father because I think that's definitely important. And I'm happy to see a lot of cats that I grew up with that didn't have dads or dads were in the mix that people are taking care of their kids. You know, what I'm saying people are yeah. really, you know, even though we don't be uplifted, that's why we do our Father's Day event, different things that really highlight. You know, a lot of black men are out here, regardless of what the narrative says. A lot of cats are out here, you know, involved deeply in, in what their kids are doing. So, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and then, uh, what, uh, what supports you think, you know, and we talked about like having a father, stuff like that. Like, what supports do you feel like their families need? Cause it's not just about the kids. It's, you know, sometimes like, you know, the kids sometimes are getting in the mix because the family's not stable or the mom, you know, yeah. or some, you know, you know, so what, what supports do you feel like they need? I know with me for a certain point, my mom was raising five of us by herself. And there wasn't, you know, at a certain point, you know, we were already down the path, me and my brother were yeah. already down the path. And, you know, she really needed some supports to make sure that, you know, to try to reel us back in. And, and you know, maybe I don't think she really got that. So um, so I guess, you know, that's another piece is like, you know, when we're thinking about programs, like there's all this conversation around defund police, but and and what? Right. Like what's next? Yeah. That's, why I'm asked, that's why I want to ask this question. Like, what do you what, what do folks feel like needed? Like what types of activities, programs, you know, interventions are needed? 
from people who actually been through the mix is other thing is like we want to provide a platform for folks who really grew up in the mix and got caught up in the blender. You yeah. know what I mean? And so they so they could share what it is. And otherwise you got people that are just advocating for this stuff and it sounds like they never wrote a thesis on it, you know what I'm saying? They never yeah, wrote a yeah. paper on it, but they really don't get it. So um that's part of the part of the process is with this stories from the South and other podcasts that we're we're trying to get people who really been through it tapped in and, and give them a voice, you know? Well, you know that I'm saying support is definitely a, a necessity. And um I could think personally just just uh just like you said, using uh, your family as an example. Like that, you know, um, the programs, man, community programs, where these kids can go, and you know, first off, they they got to be programs of where people or or, the, or children are going, to where they feel like you know it's something that's that's cool, you know, because there was there was programs when I was growing up too, but like you know, if you got programs ran and like you know, no no shade against the older older generation, but if you're pulling up to a program where some old heads trying to drop you know knowledge on you, it's gonna go through one ear and out the other, and so it it. We got to put, put together programs where it's cats that are still, you know, looked at as being, you know, cool and, and, and you know, uh, uh, relatable, but still dropping like some knowledge, like, you know, dropping some game. And it's something that they're going to soak up. You can't have a, a, a 70 year old cat in there telling you, like, you know, what you should be doing with your life. And you're talking to a, a 15, 16 year old. It just, you know, it's just there, there's so it, it, that gap is so big, like there's no relation, you know. And so, uh, like that's 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 step one, because I know just for myself, like I'm still viewed as like you know, somewhat young enough to really uh, sit down with some kids, and I, I like it, it's relatable. You know, we could chop, we listen to some of the same music. You know, I know all the all the lingo, and like we sit there and actually chop it up and have a conversation. They'll soak up the things that I'm saying, and not just sit there being spoken to and not really, uh, uh, you know, soaking it in. But then there, there there's got to be programs for for these adults too where you can kind of learn like, you know, ways to relate to your kids and ways that you can, you know, and, and then programs where you can, you know, fund some trips or something like that, like something just to try to change things, like, you know, to try to switch up uh, some of the directions of this stuff, like, because <clears throat> like, you know, just just even my situation, my mom was raising two two big kids and, you know, and, and then my sister, my older sister, but it's like, you know, with us, like, if she was able to, you know, we was able to go to a program together you know, all, you know, my mom included, you know, with, with us, like go to a program that can teach us like, you know, some bonding, you know, or something like, you know, teach it to just, just something that we could do together and have some cast that's relatable dropping some gems, you know? And I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what that looks like as far as like putting something together, but you know, like just have something like that included. And I think that'll help a lot. Now that's real. Cause like you said, some of your social norms, sometimes people may not know what normalcy, real normalcy looks like because, of the socialization yeah. and you know and, and and something as simple like you said is that's all going together on a trip you know having resources to take a family on a trip and do different things like some people don't have money to go on vacation they don't have yeah. things like that you never that's leave out the hood yeah, yeah so people, think never that, left. people think it's like common sense but really it's like if you don't got the resources and you got to work and do a worry about all this other stuff you know capitalism is kicking your ass right yeah and so you're so you're always you know and you don't really get no time to really you know slow down so um so that's that's the whole point of asking these questions to get like i said before when i framed it up is really to get the voice of folks like what what do people think you know how things could look look different you know what i mean what what yeah. can we do what can we spend our taxpayer money on to make sure that we got the supports that we need that are actually benefiting people to where they actually can thrive instead of you know being punitive and not really correcting you know correcting people's behavior you know or yeah. correcting or, or not even correcting the behavior eliminating the situations that created the behavior most definitely so and that's the one so thing we, I, I can say the jail does not do like you know there's no right. correction there's no rehabilitation like you know that's 
you know, and just from experience, I can say, you know, sometimes you, you know, you, you mess around and, and go to jail and then uh, end up just learning how to be a better criminal, you know, and that's not reform and that's not it, you know, so it, it definitely like it'll start on the streets, not in jail, you know. Right, and we want to catch people upstream before they get to that point, anyway. Most definitely, right? yeah. So, um, transition a little bit now to talk a little bit about you again. Um, you know, what goals do you have now? You know, as an adult, like you said, you started kind of figuring things out, what you want to do, what path you want to be on. So I want you to give you an opportunity to kind of share what goals uh, you have for yourself now. Yeah. So, so with me, like my, my goals have changed a whole lot. And so at this point in my life, like I'm, I'm trying to pretty much help as much as possible. Like that's, that's my, that's my biggest goal. Like, you know, I figured out a, a way to, you know, create my own business to where I got money coming in. And so like, that, you know, that's a lot of people's main focus is, is you know, f- finances. And so, like, I'm I'm not rich by far, but, like, I got a, a steady flow of income to where I can now use, you know, my experiences and, and the things that I've been through to help positive, you know, positively impact, you know, some other people. And so that's that's what, what my goal is at this point. And that's why I, I uh, you know, ended up signing on with the Seattle Urban League because it's just like now, like, you know, I want to be able to give back, like, you know. Cause like you know, definitely like you know, the community is giving me a whole lot. You know, it, it, it's not all bad stories. Like there's a whole lot of positive too. And like you know, and like I see that it it, it only takes so much to to change somebody's life. You know, forever. You know, it, it takes just you, you can sit down and have a conversation and breathe life into somebody and they're changed forever. And so like you know, it, and so that's my my goal as far as you know life from here on out is to just use my resources and my networks and everything that I got going and start helping you know start start letting these cats know that there there's better things to do and like you know teaching them the game and teaching them the the routes that i took to to get my or to find the success that i, I found and so that's that's it for you know for me like you know like i i feel satisfied you know just helping you know well the other piece is you know just to keep you on the right path you know and this is you know something that I can commit to and other folks too like i think people hearing just like what supports do you feel like you need to achieve your goals because it's it's a vision, right? This is what I want to do. These are the things I want to do. I want to get to community. Like what supports do you need to actually make that happen? Cause that's what I'm saying. It's talking about how we need to change our culture, change the norms, yeah. change it that the Russell, we all can get on. We, we may not all agree on the, the way we need to do things, but I think we all agree that there's some things need to change. Right. And, and, you know, back it up a little bit. Um, kids aren't a lot of times people think like the kids are, oh, we got to get these kids. The kids aren't the problem. Kids are learning behavior from somebody you know, yeah. you know, in society and this and that. So it's just all, a lot of this is learned behavior. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, so I just want to, you know, try to provide an opportunity for you to share, like what supports do you feel like you need to be successful in achieving the goals that you just, just outlined. I'm like, first off, education is a must. And that's not just, it just like you said, not, not for kids, mm-hmm. like, you know, cause a lot of the parents don't, you know, know how to, you know, get right either. You know, and so they're going to just like you said, they're going to push that down onto the kids. It's, it's a cycle that needs to be broken. And so what I what I how I try to, do, you know, or the things that I try to do to provide like, you know, that information is like, you know, so like I've been just a we didn't have conversations about stock trading and, you know, just different just different avenues of creating, you know, revenue. And there but there there needs to be like, you know, community classes that we can all come together and share this information that, we, that we've, uh, uh, you know, gathered like, you know, uh, along the path and um just uh, you know, that's that's a start. Like you know, that's the beginning. Like let's put together, you know, a uh, 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 you know whether it be a podcast or or a Zoom or in person, like something to where we can sit down and talk about finances and how, 
you know, people can put together. Cause like, you know, people, people automatically assume or the people that I've spoken to assume that you need to start, you know, building, building, uh, uh, your finances with a huge amount of uh, capital, which is not, not true. You could take them, them, them small little, you know, small little things and, and, and create something bigger, you know? And so just, just education and, uh, you know, like I said, a, a lot of it starts with finances. So education on finances is, is a must to me. Yeah. And I'm on that. Whatever, whenever you want to do that, we could do the show or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Cause I, we need people that look like us, that understand like us, that talk like us to be able to spread the message for, for it to resonate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so whenever I'm down to support you and, in that however i can for sure that's easy that's a layup you know what i mean for we, sure. got the plat- we got the platform how to do it you know we just gotta you know slap it together and make it happen so we can you know we can wrap you know outside of this and, and figure out ways that you know we can we can roll i know we talked about it a few times but i, I, yeah. I agree that financial literacy is huge and understanding credit and per- interest and taxes and and all that stuff when it comes all to that. invest and you know compound interest and you know, and like that, you know all that, that all that good stuff all that stuff is intimidating for somebody that doesn't know that it's it's really all the information is right there but it's just like it's it's packing so intimidating like you know because even with me like i i didn't end up uh, going to a class or anything i just ended up having with with the uh, you know the pandemic i just had a little bit more time to study you know and so i sat there and studied myself but initially it's just like it's so much information it seems like like it's it's like you'll never be able to get a grasp on it but but like you know you you once you got somebody to sit down and actually break it down, like you know it's it, it's not as hard as people think you know, and then like you know like I said you can you, a, a small a small investment can become huge you know, and so yeah like you know it's something that we could definitely put together you know I, I'll be all, all in. Let's build it. I'm with it. And so this is the, the next question is like it been a trendy thing going on and you know I'm intentionally asking this of black folks and moreover black men. Uh, it's a trendy thing, you know, going on talking about, you know, self-care, self-love and all that. So I really want to, and if you're not doing anything, it's cool, but you know, it's an opportunity for us to have a conversation, like I said, impress, you know, press each other. Um, you know, but what, what have you done during this time? Like this whole last year has been hella crazy with the uprising, crazy ass election cycle, you know, COVID, you know, everything else, you know what I'm saying? So what have you been doing to like, take care, take care of yourself during this time? And you know, it definitely, uh, it, it impacts the mental health greatly. Like, you know, so it's, what I do personally, like I, I go out and just get out the way like to de- to decompress. Like I just get out the way. And so like, you know, just this last week and we went out to uh, Milwaukee, Oregon. And so like, you know, you go out there and, and, you know, get a little spot on the river and just decompress, like do nothing. Sit out there and, you know, just vibe, you know, think back on how you can be a better person when you come back home. Like, you know, it's just, you know, I, I do that and I do it frequently, you know, every weekend I'll try to figure out something that I could do to just get out the way and like break the normalcy of, of you know, just the everyday life. And like, you know, it, it, it does help the mental health. Like, cause you know, at first in the beginning of the pandemic, we were all stuck. Like, you know, we all in the house, like don't know if it's cool to leave or not. And so like, you know, it just starts, it, it, it takes a toll. Like I said, over time, like I figured, you know, just, I still kind of stay out the way, but uh, like, you know, I get out and just decompress, man, that, that, and it, it, it helps a whole lot. Like, you know, it, it recharges your battery. Yeah, and I just want to, like I said, talking about changing the norm, like having these types of conversations and sharing strategies and tactics that folks are doing. Hopefully other people can garner that. And what works for you may not work for other people, but at least they have some tools. At least they have some tools in their belt to to make things happen. So the last question isn't necessarily a question for you. It is a question, but, you know, I try to be equitable since I've been running, asking all these questions. If you had, I didn't know if you had any questions uh, for me. 
Nah, not really any questions, but man, you know, big ups to you, man. You know, it's it's been dope seeing somebody that, like, you know, I've been knowing since I was a kid, man, you know, break the cycle and, and really start putting their foot down on trying to, you know, get some change. And, you know, and, and just like like the name says, build, man, you out here building it. And, you know, big ups to you, man. I, you know, I applaud you. You've yeah, been, been an inspiration to me, you know. Yeah, that's dope. And that's what it is. It's like Tupac said, I may not be the one who changed the world, but, I, you know, I guarantee I'll spark the one, you know. So it's all about yeah. the devil, you know what I mean? So oh, definitely. And it's definitely a team, you know. Like, I, you know, sometimes people think, like, I'm the face of it, but. Um, there's definitely a team around me that makes things happen. Community can't, we're nothing without, without community. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're happy to be able to provide a platform and space to have real uncut raw conversations around shit that really impacts instead of other people prescribing stuff to yeah. saying This is, this is what they need. So, so I, I appreciate the, the ups and, you know, like I said, you, you slid to a couple of our events and we talked about, matter of fact, I think we both got an award from the sound music awards. Yeah. Years back. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about, you know, tapping down and, 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 and tapping in and you know we've been in communication off and on so i'm looking forward to really just sitting down and seeing how we can collaborate and then i know you guys are out in the 253 so how can we go build 253 too because you know we need to be everywhere where our people are at you know yeah most definitely it's, it's a lot of us that ended up out here and so you know they need it they need it just like everybody else you know they you know all these communities out here struggling you know and so yeah so it, it would be dope to build some stuff out here as well let's do it's layup so all right, bro. I appreciate you, you know, taking some time out your day to come chop up, share some stories from the South Bend, talk about how some of the stuff's impacted you, giving us some good game on things that we could put in place to, you know, make the world a better place for our community. So, you know, I'll definitely be in touch with you around the, you know, some activities, programs and events, you know, and yeah, even supporting, yeah. supporting you in, the, in your role that you're in, as well as, you know, we talked about, you know, maybe doing some kind of financial literacy type investing type podcast, you know, something, something, you know, quick and make some things happen. Most definitely. All right, bro. One love. Hey, all right, family. All right, peace. So that's my guy, BG. You know, Brian Gatewood grew up in the south end of Seattle. You know, he's dropping gems, talking about some of the trials and tribulations that he's been through in his life. But as you see, you know, cats are resilient. We're very resilient. Black people, black men, black every everything is very resilient. If we weren't, we wouldn't be here. All the stuff that we've been through and we're still, still thriving. So once again, this is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development. This is Stories from the South End. Until next time, peace.